Welcome back to Rockhound Radio, your podcast for gaming and then everything and anything in between. From ghosts and ghouls to Bigfoot to horror myths to Pokemon to D&D, we got it all here. Thanks for tuning in. What is up, everybody? How is it going? It is Wednesday. I am a day late. I know I talked about um, the episode coming out yesterday. Things have been a little bit crazy for me. I've had a lot of stuff going on, and I apologize for that. But you know what? It's better late than never. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, the big thing is, God, it sucks for right now because the holidays currently it's the week of Thanksgiving. Um, we've got a bunch of family stuff going on. And then after that, you know what I mean? So Christmas is coming up. I'm hoping to get into like Best Buy or wherever I need to go probably next week sometime and see what's going on with the PC. So for right now, we're going to be kind of just pausing on all video gameplay for YouTube uh, solely because I've got a bunch on my computer, but right now I really can't access any of it. So we're going to kick it back and just go back into cruise control, man, because honestly, it was kind of like, I don't want to say a blessing because there's a lot of stuff stuff on the computer that um, obviously I, I want to save or whatever. That I, And I don't think anything's in danger, hopefully, at least. But uh I'd already thought about kind of dialing it back on the gameplay for YouTube and uh, playing. Well, we're going to talk about the next game I'm going to be covering. Um, And I'm going back to the old notebook and pen, man. And that's like one of my favorite things when I started this podcast was just kind of like relaxing and writing, you know, playing a game for fun and writing down like my thoughts on it and stuff like that, especially you know, like for me, a lot of stuff is like pen and paper. I just love the, it helps me remember things, um, like right on the spot. You know what I mean? If you jot something down, right. When you're right, when you see it or, you know what I mean? So it just, it just helps me a lot. And I, and I enjoy doing what I do even more. So yeah, I, uh, so we're going to be kicking it back. No video gameplay for, I've got the rest of Assassin's Creed uh, recorded on the computer. So soon as I get the PC back, I would just do like a big everyday, uh, like a daily video, like every day. And yeah, well, so, so you guys don't have to wait for the, like the big epic conclusion. What I'm going to, it's cause it's been a while and now I can't rewatch any of the episodes to kind of catch up to where we're at because it's been so long. Um, we're going to just kind of talk about the end of the game. So most of the Assassin's Creed games are very structurally similar. You know what I mean? Like you have the bad guys you're going after, you have to take these people out. You got to do this. You got to do that. And this one, as you guys have seen, has been a lot of investigating. So you go into a place and you're like, all right, well, I need to find this guy. Right. And he will tell me a little bit of information about my target that I'm going after and so on and so forth. So once you get through a lot of investigation, you will eventually be able to track your way down to these people that are um, involved with the order. Right. Or the masked ones or cause I, I always get these two fucking too fucked up. Anyway, it's the bad guys, right? The mask ones is what I'll start calling them. Um, that way it's a little bit of just to clarify in my head. So you eventually track down all the mask ones that are like working for like the big fish. You know what I mean? They're all kind of working for one of them and you find out there, there's some like really crazy, like little backstories on some characters. Like I, I don't remember like, and I apologize because it has, I, I usually rely on watching the video. T- so I, cause I don't take notes anymore. And I was like, man, that, which kind of sucks, but, um, 
yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, there's some really cool backstories for some of the the masked ones and like how you get up to them and how they like came into an area and like a lot of those because they're all broken up into sections, right? So each section, which I didn't realize this when I very first started this game. So if you're just starting out, um, I will say spoiler warning. Well, anybody that's listening who hasn't completed the game yet, uh, we'll probably be talking about quite a few spoilers for the end of Assassin's Creed Mirage. So that's just a little red flag for you if you needed to skip ahead, I don't know, a couple minutes or however long. Anyway, uh, let's see here. I didn't realize at the very start of the game that they're broken up into sections according to difficulty. And my dumbass had went clockwise around the map and around the city, which starts in the hardest area first, which, you know, that soon, I, about halfway, three quarters of the way through was when I realized that they were actually... Um, leveled areas so yeah that was fun but it was very like the game was very engrossing and i mean i only had like i think total and i think i've talked about this so i apologize but i am very proud of being that i was able to do it um i ended up platinum getting the platinum trophy for this game in under 30 hours which they they say like ign says 30 hours to complete the game 100 percent, and i was at like 28 and a half so you know what i mean i i hit the margin and I was pretty happy with that, but uh, it's just very satisfying and like bringing you into the concept of being like old school Assassin's Creed where you're going to come in and you're going to, you know, your hidden blade, you're going to fucking grab that guy, throw him in the bush, you know, throw your throwing knife at a guy. You know, I'm sitting here like gyrating like an actual assassin, baby. Um, but no, it's just it's got that really cool old school vibe, man. And, and I was there for it. Like I loved I love the first Assassin's Creed. It had a lot of bugs. I never beat it, but I enjoyed like the concept of it when it very first came out. It was like uh, branching out and trying something new. It was really, it was really like groundbreaking at the time. And I remember all my friends. Oh my god, we all played it. So it was just definitely cool to kind of get back in that little, get back in that little swing for a little bit. And you know what? I want to say something too. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage was one of like, I don't want to say like the first, but it was. It's. It's been one of the AAA games that's gotten released that's actually been cheaper. I paid 50 bucks for Mirage, and I would say in my 30 hours, I got my $50 worth of the game because most of the time I spend a game and I don't get that much enjoyment out of it. Um, that's why I try to be selective. In a lot of games, I say now, I, I should say now I'm a little more selective because, you know what I mean, you kind of know what you're getting. And now I've gotten to the point where I'll just look shit up about a game if I'm questioning it because I have bought too many bad games. But, uh, but yeah, and then you turn around and like, I, yeah, I jumped on a Call of Duty train. You guys heard me talk about it. I really wanted to post some gameplay, but when I started to go record gameplay, like multiplayer with the boys was when I realized the PC wasn't working. So yeah, definitely add me on Activision at the infamous Rocco. And I'm also on PlayStation. So if you guys want to get on there, I play predominantly hardcore, but you know, I'm known to play some core every now and then. Hardcore gets a little too toxic. But anyway, enough about Call of Duty because I've already... You know, don't get me on that train. I just wanted to like call out, you know, you pay 70 bucks for that, which I get. But man, everything is like a fucking big paywall in COD and it's fucking insane. Uh, back to Assassin's Creed. So we talked about, you know, the difficulty and me kind of being a dummy. So you wrap up all the masked ones and then you're finally getting and like your your childhood friend like from the very beginning of the game i forget her name uh nell N whoever her the, the chick i can't think of her name anyway i, I want to say it starts with an n or something 
But uh, like she starts resurfacing more and more as like the closer and closer that you're getting to um, these mask ones, right? And then you're having the and this I will say the ending of this game, like fucking, it really it really whacked my mind, bro. Like it was like I I sat there and it's even on the recording. Like at one point you'll see my face just like jaw drop and be like connect all start to connect all the dots. And I didn't even fully understand it. Now that I understand it even more so, it's even crazier. So for a lot of you longtime Assassin's Creed fans have been playing through all the games and have kept up with the lore and things like that. Like I haven't I have not played any in the last year or so. It was very cool to me to see the ending, but it will make way more sense for people who have actually played the series. Um, not to deter you away from the game, obviously, if you never played it, because it's still very satisfying. So you do all this work, you track down all these fucking, you track down, you know, all the mask ones, and then finally you're ready to cut the head off of the snake, and you find out who's running the show, you're going to sneak in, you know what I mean, you got to do some work, do a little bit of, you know, street work, get in there, and right before, I, I believe right before you're about to assassinate him, Roshan, like your, your like trainer and advisor, like comes in and like steals the kill, and uh, because mainly because the mask one was trying to like hinted about your fate and that, you know, the hidden ones are, which are the assassins are lying to me. So like there was something at the temple or whatever that I had to see. And you know what I mean? Ro Roshan came in and it was like the, uh, it was like a little backstabbing move. She killed the last of the mask one. And then you're now questioning what uh what that lady was talking about because that's the first and only time you've ever heard anybody say anything although i feel like there was a lot of uh plot points where things were getting like dropped low-key uh, like if you were to pick up on, like i don't want to say like pick up on things but definitely be like man there's something weird about this um oh shit but yeah, and then that happens, and then suddenly you as Basim are like, okay, what the fuck's going on with this? Like, you know what I mean? What's going on with the temple? And it's talking about, like, out where the assassins are held up at. So you have to go out to the... I forget what happens. God, this is awful. I know that she takes your last kill, and, like, you go to the temple, and Rashawn, like, warns you that... Because I, I want to say, like, the temple is getting attacked. Either way, this is... I, and I don't want to fucking eat this up. You guys will have to... And I don't... Yeah, and I'm using... <laughs> so I'm kind of in a pickle because normally I would just look this shit up. Right now I'm using my phone to record. And I'm listening to YouTube on my PlayStation. So I really don't have any other... Like, my iPad's dead. The, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... So I can't look anything up right at this very moment. But basically what I'm going to do is kind of skip ahead of the part from when you leave town to when you get back or from when you leave town where she assassinates the last of the mask one to fast forward to they're talking about the temple that lies in the assassins um, cove or cave or whatever you want. But the assassins area got attacked and you have to, you're like trying to get into the temple and you have to fight Roshan and you end up besting her. And it was a pretty good fight. You end up besting her. And she's on the ground and says, like, if you once you enter that temple, like you, you will not be the same and blah, blah, blah. Like it's you don't you don't need to go in there essentially saying, like, you know, there's 
from the the player in me and like the curiosity in me was like, what the fuck is going on right now, dude? They keep talking about me being whatever and there being a fucking temple and all this crazy shit. And I was like, I well, I have to know now. So you kind of like best her and she's like wounded, I think, like held up outside the gate and you end up going in and you go in with um, your childhood friend, I believe, goes in with you. Maybe not. No, no, I think I don't remember. Like I said, I'm sorry, guys. It's been like a fucking month since I played this and I'm sure I'm the grant. And I like I said, I, I wish I could just look it up. But yeah, anyway, you get into the temple you like start looking around a bunch of fucking weird shit starts happening and basically you come to this pod and when you open this pod the real Nell High or Nelly or whatever her name is you from your child or from when you started the game is in this pod and like comes out right and you're like what the fuck and then all of a sudden these things start flashing and these things starts happening so and mind you, a lot of Assassin's Creed lore is based on like people reliving people's or like being born again, essentially. So what had happened in that moment is you basically find out that that the chick, you as Basim are reincarnated or brought or you live the life of that chick Nelhi or whatever. So all like you've seen her all those times and all of those times of her being with you. It was just you, like you were just seeing her. She wasn't actually there. You know what I mean? Because it was like a projection of like the mind because he was living through her life. Okay. And here we'll put it even. And that, and like if you really want to, if this is honestly, even if you're not big into um, the game or the gameplay, just look up the lore of Assassin's Creed and like the Oni people and all this shit because you'll be fucking like mind blown, dude. Their lore goes intensely deep. So deep. That Basim actually, when you when you see the the uh, what do they call that thing, the fucking the genie or whatever, the yeah it's the genie or they have another name for it, Jenny. There it is, the Jenny. Um, you find out finally when you realize that that chick and you are the same person. You also find out. That you are the person being tormented, like in that, um, in that scene, in like the very, very beginning when he touched that artifact, you like saw a projection of like a man over another man on the ground, and in that moment, you also realize that you are the man laying on the ground, and you are actually in that moment or in that, in that time where it shows like the projections, the guy laying on the ground is actually Loki. And the man standing above him is actually Odin. Okay. So Odin was torturing Loki. And that was always in the back of your, Basim's mind as why the Jenny was chasing him. Because the Jenny was like a mental projection of Odin. I need a fucking, I need like a big board with strings and pictures and shit to fucking route all this together. So, and this is where it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Loki is actually Basim, and Basim lived the life of that other chick, right? So, because in the Assassin's Creed lore, Loki and all the the, the gods are in that. But yeah, Loki pretty much 
all of his memories and all of like everything like synchronizes right and then loki realizes okay that like i'm basim and basim lived that life or whatever but and you're like oh fuck okay and that that was like to to significant yeah god i can't even talk <laughs> to show that he had pretty much been fully brought back and Aaron on the side of the Roshan thing, she knew what would happen. She knew that once Basim entered the temple, he would no longer be Basim, that he would actually, Loki would actually awaken and realize that, you know what I mean? Like he'd been, I don't want to say necessarily trapped, but he'd been living that life. So yeah, fucking mind blowing. Look it up. The, uh, the lore and the ending. And I do apologize because i didn't really paint a very vivid picture a very good picture of the ending but and i feel like i'm underselling it but like everything that happens dramatically is fucking it's just good it's just a really good ending and i think one of the coolest parts and one of my most favorite parts about the ending was well leading we'll say these are the events like leading up to the to my favorite part you exit the temple pretty much fully i don't want to say reincarnated but you know what I mean? Fully realizing what has been going on and what's happened. And Rashawn like turns away from the hidden ones and pretty much just like throws her hidden blade on the ground. And it's like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Done. There was, you swore to do this for the brotherhood. And essentially you didn't do that and you betrayed us. So she quit. And then as you're leaving the assassins area or like the assassins little paradise, I got back there you're standing out on a rock wall and you're like overlooking like the desert and stuff. And now that you've fully come back as Loki, he is swearing to all of his enemies and tormentors that he's coming to kill them. And which is funny because the Sim Loki, AKA actually turns up in Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah. What's the last one? Rag, not Ragnarok, but uh, Valhalla. So Basim is in Valhalla, which is odd because you know what I mean. He's because I guess you do um, you do get involved with the gods in Valhalla. So very interesting the continuation of the story. But my favorite part being you look out at your eagle like that you use for your eagle vision, and the eagle is swooping down in towards you. And you could like stick your arm out and it glances off to the right of you and it like scratches your face right under your eye and it just flies off. And basically what that signified, that was that word I was trying to say earlier, um, was that Basim was no more. You know, Basim was not there anymore. He is he has moved on because animals have such a great sense of person and like they're very intellectual you know what i mean they can identify people and the eagle knew that that was no longer basim but that it was in turn a different person so he scratched him and flew on he knew that that was not his master standing there and i thought man what a fucking like a chef's kiss man just chef's kiss icing on the cake and then uh you get transported back to right before you go out there i believe is kind of what happens but yeah, then you're free to explore the game. At this point, this is when I really started grinding for trophies because I had like, I think I had 10 or 11 left by the time I beat the game. And I was like, after all, why shouldn't I grind them all out? But uh, yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else that went on that would have been crazy and wild. 
I don't think so. But yeah, if if I did a poor job at explaining the ending of Assassin's Creed Mirage, please look it up. And then maybe what I'm saying will make a little more sense. I know it's a lot of confusing and reincarnated and, you know, live in another person's life. But you know what, dude? That's Assassin's Creed, baby. That's just how it happens. So I believe that I don't have much else to do here except for give you a little teaser. It's what's coming up in the following weeks. Um, so with the PC being down and everything, I wanted to, in either way, which is fine, because I wanted to kick back and start taking notes and play like a DS game or something. So you guys guessed it. Next game I'm next game I'm playing through is uh, Pokemon Black and White Two on the DS. And you can I will try to keep uploading like little TikToks and YouTube shorts on stuff. But uh, in the meantime, you can always. But yeah, well, actually, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more. My uh, Black and White Two, the only the last Pokemon game that I have not beat. I've played every other Pokemon game several times. You guys just followed me on a little like mini adventure where I spent 43 hours or 44 hours completing the original decks on Pokemon Fire Red on the Game Boy Advance, and now I am officially. I've got this little fucking sweet notebook that Cameron hooked me up with. And I've been taking a bunch of notes, and yeah, it should be a really good time. My uh, my biggest thing is I want to make all the games that I cover fun. Even if you're not a Pokemon fan, I think some of the notes in here that I've been taking, and what I'm trying to do is like forget all about the game that I that I know, and right, except for about Pokemon, right? And just like go in and like talk to these people and really interact with the story like I'd be like I'm exploring any other game like we're going to go in the the nooks and crannies of everything I've got the guide so lock in because we're going to be playing a lot of fucking Pokemon baby and I couldn't be happier about it because uh that was the main thing and I got to keep reminding myself this every time like I know that I don't necessarily which I did cover like a brand new game with with Assassin's Creed and I've been talking about Call of Duty and stuff. But you know what I mean? I might not always be like on the most recent trending games or, you know, doing one of these. But I'm doing this because these are the games that I enjoy. And uh, hopefully they are games they're Oh, my God. Hopefully they are games that maybe sometime or maybe one day you guys are like, damn, that sounds, you know, that sounds really fun. I want to try that. And then you can be like, well, man, I'm glad that I try. And, you know, I've got friends like that now that I see playing certain games and I'm like, hey, dude, that's that's a fucking banger right there. You know what I mean? Or I'll tell them, hey, if you like this, you should try this. But yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's I just feel happy about creating content that I'm that I look forward to making. You know, what I mean, that's my biggest thing is I don't ever want to do this. Because I want to chase whatever's trending and I want to be the fucking most hip guy. I want to be the first on the scene. No, dude, I want to, you know, I want to be here, play the games I love and make good quality content for all you guys. And you know what? I think that's where I'm going to end this episode. It's been fun. I'm kind of enjoying recording with like uh, my phone and this little tiny fucking Amazon mic. They are pretty dope. And I think, I don't think it sounds bad. So yeah, hopefully you guys have been enjoying the show and, uh, I don't really have anything else for a teaser for black and or I'm playing Pokemon white too. And I'll be starting that. We'll, we'll start down that road next Tuesday. So yeah, I'm very excited to be playing this with you guys and uh, should be a lot of fun. So until then you can find me anywhere you find all your podcasts, um, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pandora, all those different kinds of places. You can also check out some of my older videos on YouTube at Rockhound Radio. And you can also follow me on Facebook and TikTok, all at Rockhound Radio. So, yeah, reach out to the show. Let me know what you guys think. Add me on Call of Duty, PlayStation, whatever. And, uh, you know, you never know. Maybe we'll get uh, get in on some hardcore. I haven't played a whole lot of zombies, but I, I, I can't say. I, 
I played a little bit of zombies, and it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are enjoying whatever games you're playing right now. And uh, I will see you guys Friday. And then more importantly, I will see you next Tuesday for the brand new start of Pokemon. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. You, uh, you guys are awesome. And I'll see you next time.